This episode is brought to you by The Chronic Factory, a vertically integrated cannabis shop located in Denver, Colorado. They are your one-stop shop for extracts, edibles, and flour. Stop by their shop and use the code DUBSTEPFBI to get 20% off your order. Check them out, and we hope you enjoy this episode of Filthy Beat Inspectors. What is up, everybody? Well, welcome to our first episode of Filthy Beats Inspectors. I'm Yessi Vizcaya. I'm Chrissy Vesa. We are the Dubstep FBI. <laughs> so we're coming to you live from the studio in Denver. For our first episode, we've officially arrested a very special guest, Rated R. <laughs> Rated good, R. So Rated R, also known as Frankie, is a producer based out of Orlando, Florida and is about to become one of the most talked about names in EDM. His most recent track, Womp Womp with VRG, has almost 400,000 streams across three platforms. And Chrissy and I are also I didn't even know that. (laughs) We love to see it. (laughs) But Chrissy and I, for those of you who know us well, you all know that we love to do the high knees to his Oh Fuck song. (laughs) Bro, it's always so dope to see you guys going in. On the side of a mountain. (laughs) Yo, for real. It was like super good, like quality too, like... I watched it probably like 17 times and I was just like, damn, this is like super dope, the video. So thank you guys for holding it down always. Of course. Yeah. And welcome to our first episode, Frankie. Um, sorry to yeah, tell you. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah. I mean, sorry to tell you, but we're going to have you in custody for the next 30 minutes. So hope you're okay with no, that. No, you're good. You're good. I didn't, I didn't, I figured we were going to go for like an hour or whatever. So I was like, fuck it. We could just do whatever, talk talk bullshit i've always wanted to like do like a podcast but i never like i always wanted to do like in person but i feel like this is like pretty cool like i would watch like video podcasts too so yeah it's yeah. cool to be a part of the first one with you guys we do what we can during these times um which leads me into my first question question actually what has life been like for you during this pandemic are you more productive less productive like what is up it's uh well it's been kind of like a a crazy ride because well i'm actually here in florida and like florida since like the shutdown was like not too bad in the beginning but leading to where we are now it's uh turned into one of the epicenters and me and my girlfriend actually wound up catching covid at one point quarantine at a family member's house that unfortunately passed away so it was like an open house for us to be at Mm -hmm. so we stayed there and uh, it was, uh, it's been honestly like towards the end, it's been probably some of the most productive like weeks and months of my entire career, actually. Because, like, I just am one of those people that, like, I can't really sit still. And, like, I'm like, you know, when, when things are rolling and I'm like, uh, you know, I'm over the phone with my manager every day, like, I'm, you know, trying to see who's playing my songs, like, I'm pushing all the time, and it's like, kind of shut down so what i did was i just like got to the grit i uh, i started making a lot of songs i wound up locking in two collabs with like two of my idols in bass music i have an ep coming out on snails's label i have like super super crazy on release that i'm like really excited about and uh, i started like dipping into uh trading stocks and like oh, potentially starting a brand um i actually launched the first unreleased rated r merch 
that isn't going to come out yet. But I wound up, yeah, thank you. I wound up like solidifying like what Rated R is going to look like in a branding form too. Mm -hmm. So I kind of just like tried to kick it into gear. Yeah, refining, being productive, and really hitting send on that. We love to hear it. That's sick. For sure. For sure, for sure. How about you guys? Well, Chrissy and I, you know, you would think that working remotely, you would be less productive. There wouldn't be as much business. But if anything, I mean, being in sales, you would think that at my job, there would not be much to do. But Mm -hmm. I have been more busy than I've ever been. Been working like 60-hour weeks. And Chrissy has been too. It's been crazy. That's that's a blessing, man. We've been working nonstop. And I'm more more than happy and more than blessed to still have a job so oh my god yeah yeah it's been great but you know we've also been building up dubstep fbi and it's kind of thanks to covid cool brand man such a super cool brand i think you guys like have a lot of like potential like you guys are like uh it's super like interesting to see like it's just like it sounds cool like Mm -hmm. three like you know badass like homie girls like throwing it down like doing your thing like I feel like if you guys like ask us like the shit that people want to hear like it could be anything like you guys will do super good so I'm excited yeah yeah well we're excited to show everyone what we have in store um kind of leading into phase three with this filthy beat inspectors podcast so um thanks again for joining us yeah we're just curious why rated r like why did you name yourself rated r Bro, I actually have two reasons. So the first reason is I've always liked hard music. Like I came back, I came into the scene like when Hardwell and like Dubs and like all of the like progressive house bangers were going off in like 2012, 2013. Yeah. And like, I just like love, like that was like the hardest shit. Like when Hardwell would just start like, you know, going crazy with the one 28 bpm shit and then i remember seeing like i think it was zomboy at sunset music festival here in tampa or and skrillex at the same festival and like i felt low heavy music like from seeing that and then like i was just thinking like what is gonna be something that's gonna represent like a dope name that people can like recognize like i wanted to have a name where like if you are getting out of festival early and you like don't know anyone that's playing like if you see some guy with the name rated r you might want to go see it just because mm, it, yeah. it rings the bell you know what i mean risky so that and then i also used to play in a uh like i was like a, almost a professional gamer i used to manage a professional gaming team called team fear in like 2014 they were like competing like mlg and stuff and there was a kid and another team named optic rated and i just liked his name so i was like i'm stealing his fucking name <laughs> well we love to hear the name rated r um talk a little cool, bit cool. talk a little bit about your creative process like how do you pull these ideas out of your head and translate them into sound translate them into this rated r sound that we all love um so my creative process is like evolved over time definitely like i can say that i'm like a huge fan of uh impactful music like I've always been a big fan of like Hans Zimmer and like uh, orchestral, like cinematic type stuff. And like, I've always like, um, I've always been so passionate about that. And uh, I've been a drummer for 15 years. So like, I just like, I wanted to come in and like, you know, like just put my like sense of emotion and like the way I can relate to music and all into one sound. So like, 
I feel like now it's uh, it's definitely evolved in like my process kind of like from start to beginning. I usually like I have to have like a song written. Like I'm a, I am a song writer. Like like I support like the rhythm community entirely and stuff. And like I I just feel like my songs like I I like to have them more of like a like a full like intro like de- like a lot of depth you know what i mean like it's yeah. uh it's it's been like that's what i've been trying to like get my songs to go towards you know yeah do you still drum it's from time to time percussion from time to or time. electric uh i i did acoustic my whole life my oh, okay. my parents my parents used to manage like part of the backstreet boys and nsync so i grew up around music wow and like hmm. <laughs> yeah, I had a drum set. Boys, um, eh? <laughs> yeah, it was cool. It was cool, but they got out of that industry pretty early. But I just grew up around music, like playing drums and and shit like that, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was uh, it's my my sound has definitely evolved from like, like all I just like all types of music. I like hard rap. I like metal. I like cinematic stuff. Like I just want to be able to like wipe the floor. That that's what I want to do with my music. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. So, like, what do you, aside from producing, what else do you do? Like, what's, like, your nine to five? Do you, like, work a full-time job or just, like? Me and my girl, me and my girl, we actually had a full-time job working for uh, a company called KPMG, which is, like, a finance company Mm -hmm. that we were actually cocktail servers at, like, a private facility that they opened. And we were doing like pretty well. We were making like a hundred grand a year together, so it was like fifty fifty. But unfortunately, they uh, laid us off because of the pandemic and shit. Damn, that's rough. Yeah, but I'm sure you saw some pretty interesting people at that job, right? KPMG, the crowds over there. I mean, yeah, that's KPMG, the top of society, right? Yeah, KPMG. Have you guys heard of KPMG? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're 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 pretty badass, bro. You got some big business sharks coming through there. Mm-hmm. A lot of cool people for sure. So you went from serving business sharks to now being super productive. Um, you told us that you've been working on this EP. You have these collaborations with some of your dream artists. Um, yeah. Can you tell us any more or is it kind of top secret at this point? Is it NDA? It's, it's, <laughs> it's definitely like, it's definitely... Uh, I want, there's one of them that I'll spill because he has announced it on his he played a live set and he announced it so I hope I don't get in trouble for this but me and Sullivan King have oh. finalized a crazy song bro and it's gonna be nuts dude did he announce it at the drive-in the dubstep drive-in cause you said that he just announced it at a show and he was just it here was- in Colorado it was a live stream that he did that I think it was one of his like first live streams. I know he lives in Miami. He did a home live stream and he was like, shout out my boy radar. We made this shit this week. And then like, I was like, all right, I don't want to like go crazy on Twitter and tell everyone, but I really want to at the same time. But mm-hmm. so I've been keeping my mouth shut, but I was like, fuck it. I'll just tell you guys. It's like, it's nuts, man. It's like, like next level shit, bro. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. I'm super lucky because like I had the song like, like pretty much like a, like a concept that was like I thought was done, and then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just say fuck it. I'm gonna just send it to him. See what he says. I sent it to him, and like he literally took it from like 
100% to like 10,000%. He like, from what I thought was a finished song, he like ripped it into shreds and like totally like, it was a great easy, like we knocked the song out in like maybe two days. Dude, it was insane. That's insane. I mean, thinking about your background with drums and Sullivan King, you know, with the guitar and the singing and I can't wait to hear that. I mean, I can't wait to hear either. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I could hear I, a little I'm, sneak I'm peek so... of it. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you, you guys will hear soon. Like, also, I have a, uh, a song with a band called Outline and Color. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of them, but they're mm-hmm. super I sick. Have it. They're super sick in the rock industry. Like, they're crushing it. Like, anyone that wants to give them a listen, like, they are also a super heavy metal band mm-hmm. and like I made a collab solo with them that is going to be another metal tune that's like fucking retarded so I can't wait for you guys to hear that one too the um, metal dubstep hybrid subgenre is honestly so cool like I love hearing how they blend together and, and different yeah. sounds that have come out of that recently I feel like there's been kind of a lot of metal dubstep lately yeah, I, I mean, I really like it because, like, the well, the metal I listen to, I'm, like, a big fan of, like, Bringing the Horizon mm-hmm. and, like, also, like, rock, like, Linkin Park. Like, I just, like, I like the metal songs that are, like, they have, like, singing in it, too, like, yeah. like a Chester Bennington, and then it will also give you that bite, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if it's, like, constant, like, reaming you that I'm, like, not with it, but, like, this one is, like, definitely, like... Like, they don't just, like, fuck you with no lube right away. It's, like, a little bit of, like, <laughs> it's good. Yeah, I'm super into metalcore. Um, like, A Day to Remember, Micah Reload. My girlfriend's, like, shaking her head at me now that I said that. <laughs> <laughs> the explicit joke of the show. We love to hear it. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> so, like, how do you, I mean, with everything going on right now, obviously our world has changed, and it seems that music festivals are not going to be the same after post-COVID. So how do you think this whole music industry will be different post-COVID? I think a lot's going to be different. I think that there's going to be, like, I think there's going to be a lot from both sides. Like, I think there's going to be a lot of different things from, like, the fans coming. Like, it's going to be a different experience for them. It's going to be a different experience for us, the artists. And there's, I, I have this feeling that, like, I think that everyone that's home right now, like, I feel like there's new projects that are brewing. I feel like these, like, you know, these bigger guys or even smaller guys, like, are just coming together and making these new brands. And I just feel like when it does come back, there's just going to be these new things and new people that is just going to be like, holy shit. And, like, I feel like it's going to be really refreshing in a positive way because, like, it's going to be, like, live shows are back and it's going to be, like, new music and stuff. Right. That's, like, the positive side. And then I think, that, like, the the harder side of it, I think it's going to be, like, it, I don't know. It's just going to be different. I don't know if it's going to be, like, everyone's going to have to do social distance or it's going to be smaller festivals or it's going to be, like, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like there's going to be a pro and a con to both sides, you know? Yeah, I totally agree with you. And to your point where all these small guys, they're going to be the big guys coming out of this if they're actually putting in the work right now and not letting this whole pandemic hold them back. There's ways that you can totally monetize and find ways to still make some sort of income, you know, whether it's Twitch live streams. Instagram, Facebook, mm-hmm. like we see you out there with offering your lessons, your Zoom calls to everyone. I mean, 
that's respectable. We love yeah. to see that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So gotta love I, the hustle. Oh, honestly, like, you know, I appreciate that. Like, the thing with the Zoom calls is like, I've always seen like the production lessons, and I've always just been like, not look at them negatively in any way, but I was just like, I can never see myself like doing that because I just feel like there's like so much more for me to learn to offer a class like that. And like now I don't even really want to call it a production class. It's just like, this is what it is. I know where I was when I was first starting. And like, if you want to get in a call and just pick my brain about anything, branding, how the fuck did you get this person player shit? Is this what you use? Is this how you do this? Like even some technical stuff production, like I just wanted to be like a shoot me anything you want. And I'll, I'll literally empty all of my answers because I just want people to, like, be able to, like, get real from somebody. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, I wish I knew what I knew now and I can teach you kind of my Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. And there's even people who join that are, like, super technically, technically like, uh, technical with producing. Like, there's a lot that I'm still learning, too. And, like, there's kids that, like, I've had join that are just, like, they know what every single thing at Serum does. And I'm just like, dude, why are you in the call with me? But, like, they may need a little work on the songwriting <laughs> side. They may need a little work on the musical side of, like, how to layer things and when to introduce certain things and, like, what is going to bring out that emotion in certain parts of the song and how to make them grow like this, not like this in the songs. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely been interesting seeing where people need help and what they want to know. Yeah, and, I mean, maybe you'll learn something from someone, you know? It, it could be a very oh, humbling yeah. experience. Yeah, for sure. And I'm always like real with them. Like I'm not hungry for money. Like I'm I'm doing fine. I just wanted to like use my talent to help, you know, help bring in some extra income as well. And like if if someone was like, you know what, man, like honestly, like halfway through the call they're just like I'm not really grasping it or whatever, you know what I mean? Like I'm not gonna take your money. You know what I mean? Like I'm not like that. I'm not gonna be like or if we go over like twenty minutes, I'm not gonna like kick you out of the call, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think in any area of your life you know, whatever career you're in, it's always important to be coachable. So, you know, learning to ask questions, listen mm -hmm. and trust and just make progress because yeah. no one is perfect. We don't know everything. You can't just have a know-it-all attitude. So it's always important to be coachable. And it sounds like you're definitely in that mindset as well, which is really respectable in my opinion. I appreciate that. I, I, I definitely have like, dude, I worked so hard to be coached. Like I wanted to like, I remember, like, I, um, I I freaked out because, like, back when Bass Canyon was around, I got a DM from Snails when my, um, whatchamacallit, when my Gristronics remix dropped. Or it was before it dropped. It was, like, I posted a Twitter video. And um, he went and, like, played it and, like, helped it blow up. And, like, like, he has given me, like, the big brother, like, positive, like, real reinforcement and like he helped me even be able to like pick my rated R brand and help my creative process and like having like one of your idols like adopt you as a friend and like take time with you and be that real person has helped me like a lot so I'm like happy that like even though I'm not like a snail's level big I'm maybe helping other people that are smaller than me you know mm -hmm. yeah um, talk a little bit about how your music has evolved since you first started producing. I mean, I know, at least for me recently, the first song of yours that I heard, it was Oh Fuck, right? So I've only known you for a small amount of time, but talk a little bit about how you've grown since like the very first few weeks that you started producing up until now. 
So how has my music evolved since Oh Fuck? Since you're, you first started producing. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's evolved a lot where I feel like um, my process has gotten a lot easier. Like, I feel like before I would like, I wouldn't know when things were done. And I feel like that's a lot of, that's like a common problem like mm-hmm. with a lot of like up and comers is because like they will like make a song and then they won't be able to tell like what it needs. And I think over time after like, you know, like trying different things and like hearing other people's songs and like learning how to do these new things, you can tell your when a song is ready. And that's when you're able to start cranking out bangers. So like from from like, you know, oh fuck <laughs> to be honest with you, I'm surprised it did that good because I really didn't know what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> I just I was on the phone with Kevin Flum and I was like, let's just name it Oh Fuck because I don't even know what to name this. Throw a little stuff. I, I don't like, know what the fuck is going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I was like, dude, it's heavy. Like, because I, I just couldn't get something for the life of me to like have that groove and bang the way I wanted to. Mm-hmm. I was like new to serum, like new to all that shit. But like, I just made it happen. He made it happen. And then like, from there, it gave me that confidence to be like, all right. You don't know what you're doing, but it works somehow. So just keep trying. And then, like, I just kept on, like, you know, like, experimenting, experimenting, experimenting. And then, like, my songs, like, like I'm not someone that will ever release something to stay active. Like, I don't care if I have Good. to wait five months. I'm not going to release anything. It has to be, like, better than the last song. And I want it, to, like, my songs to hit equivalent to, like, an EP would. Yeah. Like, I want to be able to drop one song and, like, it's going to have the same impact of three songs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I was talking about that today with someone. Like, the next song you release should always be better than the last, right? And you should never release yeah. things just to stay relevant. You should always be trying to refine your vision. Like, you mentioned to us you've been refining your brand. I mean, that's so respectable to see nowadays because we even saw it today. I mean, there's artists that are just releasing random stuff. And it really just yeah. washes it out and people notice that i mean people want that quality so yeah quality over quantity for sure mm-hmm. yeah for sure and and it's like it's hard because like when you're a new artist like you don't know what is the right way to go you don't know do i need to upload every month do they want to hear something do they want to mm-hmm. you know like you don't know you know what i mean like yeah that's why like you you know i just for me what works for me is i'm just like I'm not going to drop anything until it wipes the floor. Like, I'm not going to, like, down myself and put something out that I feel could have been a lot better. You know what I mean? And it's even been hard because I look back at, like, Oh Fuck and, like, uh, my Marshmallow remix that Excision plays all the time, and I'm just like, I can't believe that these did so well because, like, like I, I don't think they're that good compared to what I have now. But that's the part of the game, you know? You just got to love yourself at all stages. Mm-hmm. Of course. And, well, like you said, I mean, you don't want to rush to put something out that you're going to end up regretting. Yeah, for sure. And at the end of the day, man, it's, it's all fun. It's all love. It's all music, you know? Like, I feel like if, if you're, like, deep, deep, deep into the career side, like, oh, like, this is my career. Like, I need to do this and that. Like, you can take that serious. But at the end of the day, like, I feel like, it's all just going to come from like love and passion and like putting out what you're good at. You know what I mean? Like 
if you drop a song because you like it and that's what it should sound like to you and you think it's going to do well, then drop it. And if you, like, you, like, I feel like if people are worrying about, like, all oh, this label's not going to accept it or it's a bad song now because they didn't accept it. Mm-hmm. I've sent some of my biggest songs to every label that didn't get accepted. And I was like, damn, like, I really wanted to be on there. And, like, it wound up doing so well. And I was just like, thank God that I, like, was able to, like, at least give myself a shot. You know what I mean? Because, mm-hmm. like, it's very common that, like, unfortunately, sometimes music gets passed over. It doesn't get listened to properly. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just very important to, like, give yourself that chance. You know what I mean? Did you yeah. self-release? Oh, fuck. Yes. We love to see it. We love the high knees. Yeah. <laughs> Or always bro, I self, bro, I self-released Oh Fuck, and I self-released my Gristronics remix, and then Heavyweight, we released Womp Womp, and then it wound up going on my SoundCloud, and I don't know how the fuck it got so many damn plays, because I only have like 4,000-something followers, and it got like almost like a half a million plays between those three, and like, I was just so blessed like to have that, like the support, because I... I was so, like, it was hard, bro. I would send my shit out to labels, and no one want to listen to it. I would send my shit to so many people, and, like, it may seem like it was easy because everyone's playing my shit, but it wasn't easy. Like, it was hard. And, like, I went, and I just was like, fuck it. I'm going to just release it. And then I, bro, I messaged, like, certain bigger artists, bro, that, like, I must have sent them 30 messages, and they wouldn't reply. And then, like, a year later, they're playing it. And I'm just like, dude, that just goes to show, like, doesn't matter what label likes your shit. It doesn't matter what artist applies. It doesn't matter anything. You just have to know that shit bangs, and all y'all are gonna suffer when that shit drops. You know exactly. what I mean? Yeah, that's that's so awesome. Yeah, we hear it pretty much at every show. Literally every mm-hmm. show we go to, we always hear "Womp Womp" and "Oh Fuck," and we literally Dude. go crazy. All of our friends and I. <laughs> and that just no, comes I'm, to show. I'm so happy to hear that. that just comes to show how. I mean, even in my job in sales you know, you're always going to get rejected and you should never let that hold you back. You know, let that motivate you. That no is going to get you closer to your yes. And that's what people need to learn to accept and get comfortable with. You're always going to get rejected. You know, you're, it's going to, it may take, it may take 50 Mm -hmm. messages, you know, even for us asking artists to do a mix for dubstep FBI, we get so many no's, but Mm -hmm. we're just like, on to the next like exactly yeah we're gonna get closer yeah, to another yes yeah. mm-hmm. we gotta stay and, consistent and you know what 100 percent. and you know what it's not even sometimes it's not even you know the label or the artist's fault that you got rejected because they they're you know they're they're big you know these are big labels and these guys are touring you know they were touring and like it's not the end of the world it doesn't make them bad people but on the other side unfortunately it kind of sucks you know what i mean mm-hmm. and like you just got to keep pushing because someone is going to bite. And when they bite, they bite hard because I, 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 I can't thank Excision enough too, man, because he is like the top of the, the fucking food chain, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he like is so real, dude. Like we're not like super close. We just talk in email, but he gets back all the time and he is super nice, like giving feedback. I remember I met him at EDC for the first time because – his wife Emma was is such a nice sweetheart mm-hmm. of Livorno. a lady, man. Like, Livorno. shout we out to Livorno, dude. Yeah, shout yo, out to Livorno. Livorno. Mm-hmm. Bro, I remember. I, 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 do we have time for me to tell a quick story? Tell or? a story. Yeah, we, lo- we love to hear it. Yeah, we okay. love to hear it. 
yeah, I was I was at EC Orlando, my first festival ever. I played the art car, and like there's like four there's like four levels of the artist lounge, and like there's like smaller lounge, like up up, and then like the top level is like Diplo, Carnage, Excision, like yeah. So I snuck to that level, <laughs> and I was just walking around the hallway, and I was like. Do. I'm like who? I'm like well, cause I, I was like uh, meeting up with some people up there also, but like I was like I'm hoping Excision like walks out of his like you know room for a second so I can say what up. And I actually saw his wife and I was like, hey Emma, like I've never met you in person. It's my girlfriend Lauren. Like uh, I've seen Jeff like played my song Oh Fuck. Like my name is Radar. Like she was like, oh so nice to meet you. Like I was like, is Jeff around? Like I don't want to be that guy, but like I I feel like I have to say but it. I have you know? to. Mm-hmm. I gotta yeah. do it. I gotta do it. So I was like, this could go really bad or really wrong. I walked in there and then opened the door. Boom. There's there's Jeff sitting on the table. You know what I mean? I walk in there and I was like, you know what? I kept it real short, real simple. Like, real pretty. Like, I don't want to annoy him. I just want to get in and out. I was like, hey, man, I just, I got to give you a hug. I got to give you a hug, and I got to tell you, thank you for playing my music, and I'm going to be at your set. And he said, make sure you're at my set. And I went down there, and then the fire and everything just started rinsing my phones, bro, and it was crazy. Like, it was just, it was not so nice to see that they're, they're like, so humble and nice to, like, little guys. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, to us, Excision is the real rave dad. Bro. He's 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 the godfather of dubstep. Mm-hmm. Absolute godfather for sure. He was actually our last show before quarantine, and he was rinsing your songs at First Bank Center too. Bro, and the th- it sucks because <laughs> I feel like everyone's seen my songs played out a million times more than me. I've only seen them played out in person once or twice. Damn. Well, you got to start mobbing to the rave with us. I mean, I feel like every rave we go to, every it's- rave we go to. <laughs> I feel like I wasn't even really able to enjoy, like, my, like, minor successes that I've had, like, because I could enjoy them from home, but I wasn't able to travel to festivals a lot. Like, I wasn't, like, in much of the raving scene necessarily. I was just kind of working and making music, and, like, when it was convenient, like, EDC Orlando here, I went, you know what I mean? But, like, I do, like, especially now looking back, I'm like, dude, I wish I could have, like, you know, seeing all these shows, like, just in general, regardless if my music is there or not, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you miss it more when you can't have it, of course. <laughs> well, we have a strong comeback, you know? We actually have time for one more fun set of questions. And um, this is actually, okay. this is our favorite part of the interview. So I'll let Yessi get started, but this is called the lightning round. So, yeah, we're just going to okay. change it up a bit. So it's one or the other. So, are you ready? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> All right. So, festivals. Camping or hotel? And let's, and let's pretend you're at the, like, you're the actual raver. Not, you know, because if, you know, if I'm playing a show, obviously I want to stay at a hotel. So, you say hotel still? If I go to a festival, bro, I never, DJ, I never was a DJ, I'm staying at a hotel. Cool. <laughs> I can't do the camping. It's for me. All right, next one. Is the real base capital Denver or Montreal? I don't know. These converse, that's kind of a hard question because I haven't played there myself. I would say, do I have to pick one? Yeah. Well, you got you to gotta pick. Right? Uh, I'll go with Denver. <laughs> Denver, I'll go with Denver, yes. It's settled. It's settled. <laughs> yep. All right, to our Canada friends who are listening to this. It's Denver. I'll go with Denver. 
bro step or rhythm? Bro step. All right, serum or face plant? Both. 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 Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Thousand percent. Amen. Thousand percent, yes. SoundCloud or Spotify? I don't know. I feel like both also. I feel like I'm more on SoundCloud, but I feel like Spotify is also really like really good if you just like take the time to learn how to use it. I agree. It seems like Spotify is going to take over pretty soon and Apple Music. Company or 12 Planet? Damn, bro. I like them both, dude. <laughs> They both for me. Super cool. This is a hard one, man. I guess I'm gonna have to say, like, as big of a company fan I am, because I'm a diehard company fan. Um, I probably have to pick Twelve Planet because I remember listening to him like so much before I even started producing, like Big Red and Monster. Like I saw him here when I was like just a fan and stuff, and like being able to like. Uh, have him as a friend like it's super cool and like support my music like, it's just more of like a, a personal uh, product not like extremely close but like we're tight and that's cool now you know um Ableton or FL oh FL Studio all the way 150 or 140 BPM 150 for sure all right, last question. Choose one festival to play at. Lost Lands or EDC Las Vegas? EDC Vegas. You mentioned you had played there. What year was that? In Orlando, right? EDC, EDC Orlando or Vegas? Which one? I got brought out on the art car from like one of my friends when he played EDC Vegas in 2018. So, but in Orlando, me and VRG, my brother that made Womp Womp with me, mm -hmm. we actually went back to back and played our first festival together here in Orlando at EDC, and that shit was crazy, bro. Our car was like super slammed, bro. Like we built it up, like it wasn't that slammed in the beginning, but um, you know it slammed out like kind of like towards the middle, towards the ends. It was just crazy, crazy experience for us. Damn, VRG back-to-back -back rated R. What? That's sick. We will be... There's yeah. like a small clip on YouTube. We'll have to check it out. Mm -hmm. For sure. Well, Frankie, that concludes the lightning round. And again, we do really appreciate you for joining the, our first episode of the Filthy Beats Inspectors. Do you have any final words you would like to say to everyone who is listening? Uh, shout out to Uh, you guys are super awesome. I love you guys. Like, you always showing support, creating like new innovative stuff, like with your high knee stuff, branding. Like, you guys are super dope. So, I wish you guys the best. And, like, this is definitely like that you cool that you guys are on to something dope. And, like, whenever you guys ever need anything from me, you know, I'm just a call away. But as far as uh, for me, um, thank you all for the support. Anyone listening to this, 
like this is like the first time that anyone's been able to like kind of get to know me like raw just on a podcast so whoever's listening i hope that um you enjoy listening to me ramble with these awesome girls for a little bit yeah well this is what we're all about we want you guys to be recognized more because we feel like you don't get the recognition that you deserve so we want your voices to be heard and that's what we're here for um but this that's was awesome right, right. yeah this was awesome for our first podcast it was fun. yeah for everyone at home stay safe wear a mask look out for each other love on each other and we will see you all at the next rave thanks everyone hell yeah we'll see you guys next time thanks for having me stay safe